You are listening to the IoT for All Media Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IoT for All podcast on the IoT for All Media Network. I'm your host, Ryan Chacon, one of the co-creators of IoT for All. Now, before we jump into this episode, please don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or join our newsletter at IoTforAll.com newsletter to catch all the newest episodes as soon as they come out. Before we get started, if any of you out there are looking to enter the fast-growing and profitable IoT market but don't know where to start, check out our sponsor, Leverage's IoT solutions development platform, which provides everything you need to create turnkey IoT products that you can white label and resell under your own brand. To learn more, go to iotchangeseverything.com. That's iotchangeseverything.com. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the IoT for All podcast. Welcome, Roy, to the IoT for All podcast. Thanks for being here this week. Sure thing. Thanks for inviting me, Ryan. Yeah, it's great to have you. I'd love to start out with you giving a quick introduction about yourself, background, anything you think will be interesting for our audience to hear, um, and then we'll go from there. Sounds good. Um, so I've been in tech uh, for uh, a few years, for almost 20 years now. Um, started in one of the uh, intelligence units in the Israeli army. I'm based in uh, Tel Aviv uh, these days, by the way. Um, after the army, I served for a few years, uh, I studied computer science, but I always worked as a product manager or managed, uh, teams of, uh, product managers. I worked at, uh, various startups, uh, as well as corporates, uh, but mostly all the companies I worked at were focused on either, you know, the cybersecurity space, uh, risk detection, analytics, or kind of the combination of, uh, all of the above, um, mm-hmm. worked at companies, you know, just to name a few, uh, RSA security, uh, nice, uh, systems, uh, and others. And, and by the way, at uh, RSA, that's also where I met uh, Ryan Nunn, uh, which is our CTO uh, and my uh, co-founder. So we know each other for, for quite, a, uh, quite a few years now. Uh, and we spent some time at RSA and then started a few years later, uh, we kind of regrouped and started uh, working on security things. Tell me a little bit more about security things. Um, obviously, talk about what you'll do just at, you know, at a high level. But at the same time, I'm always curious to hear about the story behind why, why the company was founded, the opportunity you saw in the market, all those good things. Sure thing. So initially, uh, when we started the company, you know, and as probably you can uh, sense from, from the name of the company, we were very focused on cybersecurity for IoT devices. Uh, and also, also initially more targeting uh, kind of a manufacturers uh, in this uh, space. And then what we realized over time is you know, and after obviously speaking with a lot of customers, uh, that there is kind of a bigger, bigger pain or some customers are really facing a bigger challenge. So cybersecurity is definitely part of it, but it's also, um, a combination of operational and compliance challenges are, which are really part of that pain. And we saw a need to kind of extend the solution and provide something broader to the market. And that was kind of the evolution. So initially very cybersecurity focused and it was pretty good because that gave us a really strong foundation and it was pretty uh, straightforward to expand that offering and to add the rest of the capabilities, more of the operational and health monitoring capabilities and so on. And that's Mm -hmm. when we really came up with the term uh, IoT Ops, which kind of, you know, encompasses all those capabilities together from our perspective. Yeah. So so tell me a little bit more about when you say IoT Ops, what, what does that mean? It's, it's a term, you know, it's relatively new. It's, I've heard it a couple places here and there. Um, but what is, what is, what are IoT Ops teams? You know, why are they important? You know, that kind of thing. Sure thing. So the way we see it, it's kind of a, you know, rising practice, which kind of encompasses all the operational teams, which are accountable for, you know, deployment, availability, but also security of these devices. 
Um, these teams, you know, and the organizations have these teams which are responsible for monitoring the status of devices, you know, in some cases, directing technicians or system integrators, uh, defining and implementing the policies, uh, resolving mm. all kinds of issues with the devices, overseeing upgrades and more and more tasks. And we saw that these organizations and especially, you know, those what we call kind of infrastructure based enterprises. So, you know, think about airports or large universities or tech companies, retailers, financial institutions. Sure. Um, they're really based on, you know, a lot of uh, kind of infrastructure. And there's a lot of operation, espe- uh, operations, especially when it comes to these devices. And we kind of saw that these teams were, I'd say, kind of underserved. Um, okay. You know, and while they're, if you look at the, uh, it's pretty interesting. If you look at the IT space, there's all these huge categories which have been around for, for years. Right. Mm-hmm. So orchestration and automation, observability and cyber and, you know, and the list just goes on and on. And we just saw that in the IoT space in, in enterprises in large organization, um, there's something missing and there's mm-hmm. no kind of, uh, there's, there's missing kind of an equivalent of that uh, kind of IT system, which will serve uh, these teams. And that's when, you know, especially when we kind of extended the solution, in the offering, we also decided to coin that term IoT ops. Uh, to give it kind of a, a name for those teams and uh, right. that practice. Fantastic. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Now, going back a little bit more to to the company and kind of what you all have going on, can you talk through, um, maybe not put any names attached to it, which is totally fine, but maybe just a little bit more about some use cases or active deployments that are out in the in the real world, just to kind of bring it all full circle for our audience? Sure, sure. Sounds good. So if we think about uh, the deployments and type of customers were deployed, um, you know, it's industries like hospital, you have hospitals and large uh, retailers and financial institutions and airports, universities, and these are the type of, uh, of uh, customers and organizations. Um, when you look at these organizations, they have a lot of devices scattered all over the networks, over sites, over branches, uh, but really all over the place. Um, think about the cameras, access control systems, building management systems, and so on. Uh, you'll see from, you know, the high hundreds to thousands, mm. tens of thousands, in some cases, well over a hundred thousand of these devices. Um, and when you get to that scale, you know, everything from probably a couple of hundred of devices, obviously also depends on the size of the team you have. Uh, it becomes um, a kind of a liability to manage these devices. You have different types of devices different models, different firmware versions, um, and you need to kind of find a way to manage them uh, all together. Okay. So when we talk about the use cases, you know, it's, it kind of depends on the industry. And in some cases, it's more towards the cyber. In other cases, it's more towards the, you know, automation capabilities, sometimes more towards the, the health or operational. Uh, but you'll see things where, for example, risk detection is, is a big thing, a big use case. And I think that's uh, it's pretty specific uh, to the way these IoT deployments uh, take place because they're very different from you know the standard IT device. So if you think about it, uh, with you know standard IT device, it goes all goes through IT and is then you know handed to an employee or to a development team and so on. With the IoT devices, so let's take a, like a camera or a, or a panel access control system. Um, you have a, a vendor, so a manufacturer. You have in many cases a distributor a system integrator, and then, you know, they roll a truck out and they just place it on the network. Uh, so that means that it doesn't really go through IT. Okay. And that's, that's a challenge because there's cases of misconfigurations, right? Of the devices, 
you don't really know everyone follows the same procedures. In some cases, you don't really have that procedure to pay. So you have mm-hmm. a device which is running on the network, in many cases with many other devices, and you really don't know what's happening with the device right. after it's deployed. Um, you know, another example in deployment where you know, a customer where status verification of devices is a big thing for them. So, you know, even knowing, uh, for every device, uh, when, it, if, if, whether if it's up and running and when it, when it's failing or about to fail. Okay. okay. Because that can then help them also with incident handling. Sure. And incident handling is a big, uh, is a big problem today because it's, it's costly. Uh, because in, in many cases in the industry, it's very common to, again, just roll a truck out. Yeah, of course. But what if you had the opportunity to use a system and automate that process and just, you know, click a uh, button and fix that, that issue. Sure. And it goes on to, you know, use cases where, you know, customers are using it for kind of the ongoing maintenance. Okay. So making sure that they're uh, in compliance with things like firmware upgrades mm-hmm. and making sure that there are no vulnerabilities on these devices, because there are a lot of known vulnerabilities, but uh, not always are the devices upgraded either to a later, the latest and greatest or just, you know, upgraded to a, a past version. Right. So that's also a significant um, challenge uh, for customers across. Do you, um, I guess, as you work with more companies kind of across different areas, have you seen a common thread of the challenges that companies face um, just kind of across the board? Or does it really vary depending on company size, type, focus, industry, et cetera, when they come to you? So I think typically they all have the same challenges, but it really varies kind of the mixture or what the, okay. where the focus is. Okay. So it's always, there is some concern around, you know, the cyber threat, but gotcha. then it depends on the industry and the type of team. And, you know, in many cases is how many scrutiny is there from uh, IT? Mm-hmm. How much do they, they, they understand the cyber and the risk mm-hmm. involved with these devices? There, there is always awareness, but the question is how much and how, uh, how much uh, they want to do uh, battle can they do about it? Okay. Uh, but then again, it's again around the same use cases and across, but you'll find that there's a different mixture based on the, the industry okay. and what that industry needs and, you know, the practices, uh, within that industry. In some cases, it's also obviously specific to the organization and things which are mandated, sure. mandated on the organizational level. Makes sense. So let me ask this then, what advice do you have for companies who let's say have lots of devices right now um, that are running on maybe a single network with no real way to manage them in a unified way? Kind of how do you approach that kind of problem? Uh, how common is that problem? And then, you know, how to, what, is, what is the advice that you have for, for companies to help solve that and why it's important? Sure. So very common. <laughs> so to, to, to start by answering, it's, it's very common. There's a lot of devices and it's hard to say uh, what's out there. In many cases, even the project of, you know, and these are the managed devices. But even with these managed devices that you know they're out there and they, you have a team which is responsible, uh, in some cases, even pulling the right, the required information to know what needs to be done is a project by itself. And that can take days. You know, working with Excel files and all kinds of tools uh, just to pull that data from each server, from each uh, site, connecting to that manually and then pulling that information. So that by itself is a project. So I'd say first it's kind of, you know, um, the finding out what devices are, uh, you have there, or what management systems you have that have out there, um, how many sites, uh, but also kind of the policy. So how, who is responsible for, for those devices? Is there one group within the organization or if it's each kind of, um, line of business, business by itself, 
but really kind of getting, you know, the best will be to get to that kind of consolidated level. So you have kind of an, a bird's eye view onto, on, onto everything and then continue from there and perform the rest of the operations after you have kind of that level of uh, visibility, which, you know, you need to know what comes next and how you improve things within the organization. That makes sense. Great. Um, so, so let me ask um, a question kind of just a little, little bit high, higher level here. Um, when you just engage with companies kind of in the capacity that that's most normal to you all, um, where do you see, I guess, the biggest, biggest potential, I guess, going forward for not only what you do, but just kind of the, the securing of, of smart devices and things in that space kind of over the next six to 12 months? So a lot of our focus today is around the physical security devices. Um, so again, your cameras, access control systems, uh, and other such devices. And we work closely with the companies, uh, with different vendors and system integrators, uh, in that space. And there's uh, a lot of potential and we're, you know, there's a lot of customers and a lot of focus, uh, we have is there today, but we're gradually also starting to expand to other areas, you know, building management and other kind of, uh, mm-hmm. adjacent areas and other, uh, kind of managed, uh, I'd say managed unmanaged devices, uh, within the enterprise that have the, the same challenges. In some cases, the, the teams are, are kind of similar or adjacent to, to the teams we're working with uh, today. Um, so again, the focus today will be kind of uh, continuing working with the physical security team and gradually also expanding. Okay, gotcha. And um, as, as we kind of move into 5, 5G kind of entering the market, I'm curious to get your take on how you see 5G kind of impacting the work you all do and how you kind of just suspect that organizations will embrace new connectivity technologies like 5G and new ones that come out, you know, is, is there, are you seeing kind of a positive take on new connectivity technologies as they come out? And, um, what are your thoughts just kind of as, as we kind of move forward into, um, the development and the launch of of new technologies like 5G? That's an interesting question, I, I must say. Um, and I think at least from what we're seeing in the enterprise space today in the areas where we're uh, deployed in the, the types of customers, uh, it's still, I think it's kind of early and hard to say. Um, it's hard to say when they'll be deployed, you know, how, how far out in the future okay. uh, it is until it becomes, you know, very, very common. It's hard to say who will manage the devices. You know, it will be an external uh, vendor, someone within the organization. So I'd say there's still a kind of, uh, just a, a bit of unknowns of what will happen. It will definitely be interesting. Uh, but I, I, I still can't say, um, you know, when that will happen, if it's, you know, near future yep. or a few years from now. Yeah. I'm very curious as well. Um, 5g has been a very interesting topic for a number of our podcast episodes, just kind of getting people's perception on it. So I was just kind of curious from your angle of the market and kind of how you see um, new technologies kind of influencing the work you all do. Um, and if it's a big influence, if at all. Yeah. So again, at this point, um, we're not seeing much of it, uh, in, in the areas where we are deployed in the, in the enterprise and also, um, in the system integration uh, world. Okay. Um, but you know, I'm sure we'll start seeing more and more. How do you all, how do you all handle the kind of education of, of, of IOT and the importance of the work you do when you talk to customers or go to try to, um, bring on new customers and kind of, and, you know, kind of handle more of, I guess the marketing side and is a way to kind of collectively describe this, but how do you, um, 
Do you run into a lot of problems where the organizations that you talk to um, are kind of unfamiliar with the importance of some of the offerings you have to the market? Obviously, they are super important, but I just wonder, and we try to learn this on our side, is, is how connected those companies who have thousands of devices are to the real kind of um, understanding of the security side of the devices, how to manage the devices, how to handle the devices, basically doing the best practices. Um, for an IoT deployment and the security of their devices. A lot of them are not as up to speed on them. And I'm curious if you guys run into that problem too when you engage with organizations um, kind of at, at any level. Yeah, so I'd say there's uh, probably uh, two different kind of uh, use cases here. So those which are you know looking for a solution and you know just know that there, there's a better way to do things. And those which at this point of time are kind of realizing that there's probably, you know, both on the cyber side as well as the operational mm-hmm. side, kind of uh, understand that the way they were doing things, you know, manually in some cases, in some cases, some of the stuff that our system does, it's pretty much impossible to do without the right technology. Sure. Uh, so they're kind of realizing that there's probably a better way to do. And in that case, they're, you know, approaching their uh, system integrators and uh, really starting to look for for a solution. So it's a, a really interesting point in time to be in this market because the customers are kind of realizing that they have this significant pain and, you know, it's the right time where a solution is, is kind of uh, available to solve uh, this pain. Around education, I think it's a lot of matter of um, kind of speaking the right uh, lingo, right? And, mm-hmm. and kind of knowing uh, which, which team you're speaking with. Fair so enough. in yeah. many cases, we speak with, you know, the IOT ops teams or, okay. you know, the physical security or building management and so on, uh, which is kind of a different language. Uh, it's different devices. Uh, a lot of things are very different, uh, from your, you know, the, the IT teams. Um, it's, it's just, it's different. And what we realized is that we kind of need to, to understand kind of both worlds. And at the end of the day, what we're doing is kind of really bridging between those worlds, right? The system can cater to some of the needs of the more of the uh, operational teams, mm-hmm. but at the same time, cater to the needs of the IT or SecOps teams or those t- teams which have kind of been around and, you know, used to using their own system. So we also provide them that the capabilities to integrate with those systems. But when it comes to the marketing, really kind of knowing, you know, with which team uh, we're speaking and what they know, mm-hmm. what they know about the systems that they have in place and the challenges. Yeah, that's interesting um, how it kind of varies from team to team. Um, Do you, I guess, I'm trying to think of how to ask this question, but obviously we see the potential and the value of of what IoT technologies can do, the the value it brings to to the business and the organization um, as it relates to things like cost savings, you know, et cetera. Um, Do you ever run into talking with individuals or teams that just don't really get IoT? don't really understand the value or think it's more kind of one of the answers to one of the pre-interview questions was that IoT is, is science fiction. Um, <laughs> is that something that is more common than maybe I realize <laughs> because yeah. we're so close to the industry. We don't, we don't really run into too many people um, that are, you know, that don't really believe in it, but I'm curious from your side, is that, is that a, a common thing and how does that approach? Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. Um, and I think that's also, we saw it kind of in the evolution of, uh, you know, the company, uh, where we decided uh, pretty early on to focus on what's really out there, you know, what, not on the kind of the science fiction and what's going to be uh, released in you know a few years out, but really see which devices are already out there, are connected, are large scale, 
our IoT devices are obviously IP enabled and you're using all these technologies and are, are, are creating these challenges uh, for enterprises. So I'd say, you know, in some cases, the customers don't, uh, some of the customers, you know, might, might call them in different names, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, these are, you know, the IoT devices and they've been around for years. Sure. Right. So if you look at the, again, the, the, the spaces where we are in like physical security as one, mm-hmm. then, you know, these devices have been IP based, uh, digital for, for, for many years now you do run in and every now and then to the organizations, which still have, uh, some analog devices, but the vast majority has already been kind of transitioned. Sure. Uh, so I'd say in our, uh, in our case, we don't really run into that, uh, kind okay. of being science fiction because that's kind of their day to day. Fair enough. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> just curious. Um, but as we wrap up here, I have just a couple of general questions I want to um, I want to run by you and just get your take on. So the first one is, uh, as we kind of move into post pandemic world, uh, hopefully, um, what are you seeing as the biggest opportunities and the biggest um, uh, things in IoT that you're most excited for? So that's uh, it's it's interesting, and I think that's uh, so. Again, ho- I agree. Hopefully, we're moving out of that phase in the world. Um, but we saw kind of a shift, um, and which is creating an opportunity in the last uh, year since uh, the pandemic started. Uh, and I'd say a few things which we we kind of saw out there. Uh, one is the need in uh, remote work. Um, you know, just organizations want to roll uh, less trucks out there, want p- less people to be on site, uh, or at least want to know that they have the ability to do stuff remotely. Uh, and to have the tools to do stuff remotely. Uh, the second thing we saw is, uh, and you touched upon that also in uh, kind of the cost savings. Okay, so how, how, how can organizations do more with less? Um, in some cases with some customers, the teams haven't been growing. Uh, in some cases, they're actually been shrinking and they still need to do the same amount of work or the same type of work uh, with a smaller team. Um, so that's another, another trend which we've been seeing. And I think the, the, another thing is kind of realizing that automation is key for these devices um, and realizing that before, um, before the pandemic, uh, either, you know, you, you didn't do some of the stuff uh, or you put a few folks to do it uh, manually or kind of semi-manually, uh, but then realize with everything that happened with the pandemic. So you need to, that you need to find a better way uh, to do it. And it's kind of been pushing organizations, I believe, uh, to improve their practices, uh, when possible. Gotcha. Okay. Fantastic. Um, as it, as it relates to security things a little bit more, um, are there any interesting or exciting news happenings? Um, things that are kind of coming out in the pipeline in the next number of months that our audience should pay attention to or be on the lookout for. So, so yeah, we actually, uh, just, uh, recently raised, uh, recently announced, uh, an A round, uh, $14 million oh, wow. round a couple of months ago. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and yeah, things are looking very, very well, very good. Uh, and the team is growing, um, you know, the team, you know, more customers and we're just looking to see how we can provide more value to our customers. So we're growing both obviously on the engineering side and we're constantly improving the system and always want to make sure that the customers and our partners are extremely happy and we'll continue to doing that, do that and release more and more capabilities, but also obviously on the go to market and marketing and you know, more, uh, kind of, uh, some of the stuff we talked about and how can we help, uh, the industry and help, uh, mm-hmm. educate, uh, where needed. Absolutely. So, 
definitely see more than that, more of that. Fantastic. Yeah, I think this podcast will do a lot to help educate our audience on a number of key areas. Um, and we'd love to obviously have you all become even a more active contributor with our, with our audience now that we have this, this new found podcast relationship. So maybe we can find some ways to, to promote a lot of more about what you're all doing, kind of the education piece. Um, I know our audience would probably benefit a ton from it. Um, if, so if, if in the meantime, if our audience wants to learn more and kind of get a better sense of what you all are doing, have questions, um, engage with you directly, what's the best way to do that? So either through our website, so www.securethings.com uh, okay. or through the email, uh, you know, info at securethings.com. Awesome. All right. Well, Roy, this has been a fantastic conversation. I really appreciate your time today. Um, we look forward to getting this out to our audience in the next number of weeks. And, you know, if there's anything else that we can do on the IoT for All side to help promote uh, what you all are doing, you know, share your knowledge and, and expertise in the space to hopefully, um, uh, you know, build that presence up and, and drive engagement, please let us know. Thanks a lot, Ryan. I appreciate it. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us this week on the IoT for All podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave us a rating or review and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Also, if you have a guest you'd like to see on the show, please drop us a note at ryan.iotforall.com and we'll do everything we can to get them as a featured guest. Other than that, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.